the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us, everybody. And yes, we are live, border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. A lot going on out there today, and you know, I want to start out with uh, this this media matters story, and uh, it's it's generating a lot of controversy across America, and I want to explain why. Um, many folks, uh, many of of you fine people, may not be aware of media matters. Uh, this is a group that was funded and started by George Soros, and the the express intent of Media Matters in the early days was to destroy Fox News Channel. And that's not hyperbole. They literally wanted to destroy Fox News. And this they're getting they're getting hundreds of millions of dollars from far left organizations to accomplish that cause. And, and, and of course, in the early days, it was Fox, and now it's expanded to Newsmax and uh, many of the other conservative uh, platforms. But they were very successful, in the, in, in, and they, ha- they continue to be very successful in leading these advertising boycotts. So let's just say that, um, that Target is advertising with uh, Sean Hannity. Then they would launch this big campaign directed at Target, and uh, it w- it would be so successful because thousands of people would call. They've got all these little minions. They're like little uh, little demons, and uh, they're um, they're going after them. It's unrelenting, and it's very successful. Now they came after me when, um, and it wasn't right away, but I would say a couple of years into my time at Fox. Uh, they they asked me to start writing a column, which I did. And that column covered a lot of the stories that we talk about on a pretty regular basis on, on this radio program and on our Newsmax TV show. And they th- the column was incredibly successful. And a lot of people um, a lot of people were not aware, but well, Media Matters was aware, but my column was the most read story on the Fox News website for years. I would have about 100 million to 200 million people would read my column through the year on any given year at Fox News. And and one of the reasons why is because I was one of the few people out there talking about these issues, transgenderism, the sex and gender wars, 
the attacks on, on Christianity in America. And Media Matters clued in pretty quickly, and I became a favorite target of them. And so not only were they going after the big guns like Bill O'Reilly and Glenn Beck at the time and and Sean Hannity, they were coming after yours truly. And they actually assigned a staff member, and this is how they do it. They, they assign a staff member to shadow you, and they – they cover every single thing you write about or you say on the radio, um, what I wrote on foxnews.com, and they would then take that and distort what you said, and then they would flat out lie about it, and it was incredibly effective. And I remember early on, I would, I would go to the folks in media relations at Fox who are among some of the fiercest and most feared people in the business. And I would say, hey, you know, Media Matters is saying X, Y, or Z about me, and um, and I can't do anything about it. And they said, no, you can't. No, you can't say anything. I said, are you going to issue a press statement? Are you going to condemn? Them? No, 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 no. We don't want to. We don't want to offend. We don't want to tick off Media Matters. And I'm like, well, why not? They're out there flat out lying about your number one columnist. You know, if we don't get out there and say something then the perception will become reality. And it was stuff like, you know, well, Todd Starnes hates puppies. I'm like, well, I don't hate puppies. Well, Media Matters says you hate puppies. I, I don't hate puppies. Where did you hear that? And it was, that, it was, I mean, that little stuff, but then the big stuff too. And they would call me a raging homophobic. They said that I was the most hated man in the gay community. And I'm like, what, wait, what did I say? Oh, I did say this one thing, Grace Baker. This is terrible. I did. I did do one thing that sort of got me in trouble, and it turned out, Grace, there was a, um, you know, these gay pride parades? Of course, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. (laughs) Well, they had one in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, and I was just minding my business. I had no idea. They they had closed off all the streets, and there was this big ruckus, and I just had to go to the market to get something, (laughs) and all of a sudden, there I am in the middle of a gay pride parade, and um, I noticed- Did you forget your boa? What? (laughs) How did you blend in? Did you have a boa or something? No, I didn't. No. Well, at the time, you know, at the time, the the lesbian community, they were big Justin Bieber fans. Oh, and so I I made a And so they had um, and again, my neighborhood, um, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, was the most heavily populated lesbian enclave in America. So uh, so granted, the gay pride parade would have an unusually inordinate number of lesbians. And so they had like a, a battalion of them. And they were marching in the parade, and I made a notation that they all look like Justin Bieber. No, and so, I did. I, it was the haircut. God. It was, you know, it was that cut. You know, the early Bieber yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, the swooped hair, the swooped hair, the forehead. Yeah, I'm like wow, it's it's a Justin a Justin Bieber brigade. The Bieber cut. I call it the Bieber brigade. Oh my god! And and then I noticed that there were some uh, gentlemen who could use really really use a good, I don't know, razor from Harry's. Um, <laughs> And uh, they they were um, they were frolicking about on the playground equipment in buttless leather champs. Todd, it's the lunch hour. You really didn't have to start out with that. I know, but I, <laughs> I've lost my appetite. Anyway, now, Media Matters wrote a huge exit. They were like, you know, Starnes insults gay community in his neighborhood. No, I was just making observations. You were just reporting the news. I'm reporting the news. I'm describing your neighborhood. Much like like one of the early radio reporters in the early days of World War II. I was reporting what I was seeing. Totally the same situation and same level of danger. I 
All right, let's go to Todd Stearns live in Brooklyn in Park Slope. Well, thank you, Grace Baker. Right now we see a brigade of Bieber lesbians marching down. Uh, you know, I, I'm just reporting what I'm seeing here. <sighs> Meanwhile, on the merry-go-round, men in buttless leather chaps are cavorting. No, I, you know, so anyway, they got upset by that. They didn't see the humor in it. Of course not. You know, the liberals are not, they have no humor. That's even worse. I mean, it's one thing, you know. And again, I mean, if you're going to die and you're going to live forever in the lake of fire, you need to have some something of a sense of humor. This is true. Otherwise, you're just going to be miserable. It's true. You got to so, laugh. You got to laugh. So anyway, these media matters people are just they are monsters and they are evil. And and folks, that it is so exciting to see the news over the past couple of days. Elon Musk has filed a multi-bazillion dollar lawsuit against media matters. And now the attorney general of the state of Texas, Ken Paxton, has launched an investigation into some of their behavior. And I suspect other attorneys general will do the same thing. But I'm telling you, Fox News, they were like, we're not scared of you. We're not scared of you. And that's what they were saying in public. And then in private, they're like, please, don't, please, please just leave us alone. Please, please leave us alone. <laughs> Just stop bothering Bill O'Reilly. You can bother stars. He hates puppies, but please don't. I don't hate puppies. I love puppies. They're cute and cuddly. But what I'm trying to tell you is these are evil people, and they deserve every single thing that is coming their way. Now, the original founder of um, or the, the new president of Media Matters, a guy by the name of Angelo Carasone, He's I guess he's mafia. I don't know. Anyway, this guy, some people did some research. I believe it was libs of TikTok, and and it, this guy, this this guy's a dude who's married to another dude, and apparently they they don't like the transgender people. So the guy is like transphobic, using their language, and he's out there posting all this stuff that if if I had posted on social media, they would have destroyed me, right? They they made my life a living hell at Fox News. And all the while, Fox News would say, you can't say anything about it. So we've got a generation of people, 14 years, 14 years of this, ladies and gentlemen, 14 years of people saying, oh, Starnes, he's a racist. Starnes hates gay people. Starnes doesn't hate anybody, except for media matters. But the problem is the perception over time left unaddressed becomes a reality. And that's why when I left Fox News, it was a new day. We come out swinging. People lob attacks our way. We fire back because I, I don't tolerate that anymore. And, and we're not going to be. We're not going to be. We're not going to allow ourselves to be bullied. And I, I, it's it's beyond me why Fox News was so scared of Media Matters. Aside from the fact that their campaigns were incredibly effective and cost Fox News hundreds of millions of dollars over the years. But this shows you ultimately the heart of what's going on out there where conservatives are being silenced, and it's happening today. They they do not stop, and they will not stop until the conservative voice is silenced. And many times these people have the wink and the nod approval of the Democrat Party. So anyway, I say good for you, um, good for you, the Attorney General Paxton, good for you, Elon Musk, and I hope... I hope at the end of the day, 
that you own Media Matters, and we have to make sure none of these people are ever gainfully employed anywhere anywhere other than a McDonald's. And even then, I'm not so sure. So that's that about Media Matters. And so you're going to be seeing a lot of this on social media, and, and you just need to understand from me uh, where wh- what this group really is all about and how dangerous they are. Because right now, the attacks continue. Right now on social media, Facebook, they they are once again cracking down on conservatives. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. None whatsoever. All right, uh, we've got to take a break here. When we come back, some disturbing news about the Air Force and Turning Point USA. This is a mind-blowing, bonkers story. We're going to jump onto that. We're going to be taking your calls as well. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Buckle up. We've got a wild show uh, coming your way also uh, we've got a pretty entertaining Newsmax TV show coming up at 3 o'clock Eastern. want to direct your ap- attention right now to Minot, North Dakota, where there is a disturbing story unfolding. The, the story um, as we know it, there is a planned Turning Point USA event in Minot. It is a Patriot rally. And we understand that the Air Force is now warning airmen not to attend this Turning Point USA event. Now, Turning Point is not some sort of a fringe group. It's not some sort of a right-wing group. It's a pretty much a mainline conservative organization, and they're targeting young people. They do a fine job, a terrific job. There's nothing fringe about Charlie Kirk. But the the Air Force believes otherwise, and so they sent out a text message to all of the all of the airmen at the Air Force base, telling them do not attend a Turning Point USA event. And here's here's the money bite. Here's this is from the text message. Participation with groups like Turning Point Action could jeopardize your continued service in the U.S. military. Now. This is a threat, ladies and gentlemen. 
and understand that, and, and we're going to get to to why this is happening in just a moment. But but you need to understand that conservatives are not welcome in the Obiden Pentagon right now. This is simply a continuation of the radical left-wing policies of Barack Hussein Obama, who fired more generals than any other president in modern political history. And why did Obama do that? Well, Obama had to get rid of the gun-toting, patriotic, red-blooded, flag-waving generals, and he had to replace them with the likes of General Mark Milley. That's what was going on during the Obama years. And so now we're, we're looking at yet another push to radicalize the military and the armed forces. And the Air Force is the worst. The Air Force was chief among all the military branches in advancing the whole pronoun agenda. And over the years, I, I covered these stories just around the clock, getting so many messages from soldiers, from airmen, from Marines, from sailors, who were being told that they had to hide their conservative beliefs and their evangelical Christian beliefs. As a matter of fact, at one point, a memorandum was sent out to officers telling them that groups like Family Research Council, groups like uh, Dr. James Dobson, American Family Association, were actually domestic hate groups, and if they were caught donating to these groups, that they could suffer some sort of a penalty. I mean, this is pretty horrifying stuff, but this is, look, this is what happens when you radicalize the military. So Charlie Kirk is speaking out on this, and he says the military, the Defense Department, and, and this is the Pentagon now, the Pentagon has declared war on conservatives. And he is calling on Congress to investigate. Uh, by the way, uh, this coming in from our friend Congressman Jim Banks, he says that um, he is going to do just that. And the congressman is is demanding answers right now from the Pentagon, and we'll see what happens. But this is not some sort of an oopsie. This is part of a concerted effort to silence and chill free speech in the military. Now, how do you think how do you think the media would have handled this the story, the situation if if the um, if the air base there in Minot, North Dakota, would have said, um, "All right, listen up, all you people." Uh, you're not allowed to. Uh, you're not allowed to attend the gay pride parade. You're not allowed. You are no longer allowed to wear your buttless leather chaps in Minot, North Dakota. And let me say this on a side note: that's actually probably a wise thing. It's very cold in Minot, and you don't want to get frostbite in some of those parts. I'm just saying. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get off on a tangent here. But back to the. But what do you think the reaction would have been from the media? People would have been up in arms. How dare you tell these these uh, airmen what they can and cannot do in their private life off of the military base? But let me tell you something. You're not going to hear a peep out of the military on this, and you're not going to hear a peep from the mainstream media about this, which is yet again another reason, ladies and gentlemen, why we have to make sure that Donald John Trump is elected president in 2024. We've got to do it. By the way, we will be playing some audio from the uh, Newsmax Town Hall. Did you watch that last night? You know, I tried to watch it, but Grace Baker, it was funny. The only thing I could see were those blasted boots. Listen, boots. 
Boots DeSantis. Boots DeSantis. Boots DeSantis. Now you can't, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Oh, they were like curled up like a little elf shoe. <laughs> I'm, I mean. Maybe he works for Santa. I'm just saying. <laughs> got to pay the bills. You yep. got to pay those bills. 844-747-8868. Are you surprised to hear these attacks from the Pentagon on conservatives? 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypillow.com slash starns. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. Congressman Jim Banks uh, now calling on the Pentagon to explain themselves. Why are they threatening airmen who are conservative? And why are they telling them to not attend a Turning Point USA event? Uh, Let's go to the phones here. A lot of folks wanting to weigh in on this today. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to John in Ohio. John, what's on your mind? Hey there, Mr. Starn. Remember a while back you put it on the show where an Army chaplain and his assistant did not want to uh, do a same-sex uh, marriage encounter group, and that officer and that enlisted man got in trouble because they went by their tenets of faith. But this just kind of adds on to the whole situation concerning the woke military. You already know that they raised the, uh, the enlistment age in the Air Force to 42, so now I can go and enlist in the military with a walker, and then the second thing, I know a young man that's in the U.S. Army, and they are not allowed to yell at them or get within so far of their faces. So, Todd, all that that does is just piles on the idea of interfering with our war fighting capability. And I find it really sad, especially when it's the 160th anniversary in July of the Battle of Gettysburg, where our nation was divided and was put the Union was restored, and the 160th of Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, talking about restoring our union, and we have this kind of uh, mule muffins going on in the U.S. military. It's a sad state of affairs when our young men and women can't even be allowed to express how they feel because they're being threatened going under the code of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. And Todd, real quick, I want you and your entire family and Miss Grace's family to kidnap her and bring her back to Tennessee to have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. And if I don't talk to you between now and Christmas, have yourself a blessed Merry Christmas. And I love all you guys. You guys are amazing. Well, well, Pastor John, we, we certainly appreciate your kind words. And uh, yes, we, we have considered our options with, uh, with, with grace. 
Unfortunately, Grace, what are the options? What? <laughs> I wasn't aware kidnapping was on the table. Well, that's it's further down the list. We don't want to get like to that A, B, point. C, D, all the way down the bottom. <laughs> it's kidnapping yeah, and then a raise as right underneath the kidnapping. So there you go. Uh, all right. Look, he's got a look. Uh, Pastor John's got a great point here. And uh, how many times have we seen the stories uh, that that people, young people coming out of high school, they just don't want to join up? And the reason why is very clear. You know, they don't want to be subjected to all of this harassment, and especially the young men, right? Uh, There is clearly, there has been a war on young men in America, and they don't want to go into a woke, feminized military. And then you've got people like General Mark Milley, and may I just say, it's it's not just men. There's a specific demographic, and we're talking about white guys, where you've got General Mark Milley up there talking about how, you know, oh, we've got to deal with our white rage. All right, who has white rage? I mean, if you've got white rage, General, then you need to deal with that. But not everybody out there has white rage, for crying out loud. But there is... So why would anybody, and especially, let's just say you're a 17, 18-year-old white kid graduating high school, why would you want to subject yourself to having a bunk with a drag queen or being forced to attend these radical DEI, the diversity, inclusion, um, and equity, equity seminars? Why would you subject yourself to that? And so, and a lot of dads are telling their sons, son, I, we love you. We know you love your country, but you really don't want to do this. It's, it's not going to be worth it. And that's why the army just lifted their COVID regulation saying, okay, you know what? We, we know we kicked a lot of you people out because you didn't get the clot shot, but you know what? We're, we're going to ignore that. Um, and we're going to have a do over. So y'all come on back. I don't think that's going to work. So the question is, how did we save the military? And is the military prepared to fight a war? I don't think we're prepared to fight a war. And neither do a lot of other folks that I've been talking to inside the Beltway. A lot of Republicans are very concerned, especially military veterans, and that's who I talk to, because they know. They're talking to the rank and file, and they know just how bad it is. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. It's a mess out there, an absolute mess. Oh, by the way, did you see Joe Biden's birthday party? That was sort of creepy, right? I don't know who thought it was a good idea to put literally 81 candles on the cake, and then they set it ablaze. And there's this raging inferno, and he's sitting in this dark room by himself celebrating his birthday as the cake is is incinder- it's being incinerated, which is, quite frankly, a wonderful metaphor for the Biden administration, what they have done to this nation. It was almost like a, a frosted dumpster fire right in front of our very eyes. Grace, did you see that? It was, it was really kind of shocking. It's a meme now. Everyone's just putting the economy, you know, whatever, by the birthday cake, which is pretty fitting. Meanwhile, and you've got to love Trump. You know what Trump did to celebrate, to commemorate Joe Biden's 81st birthday? Trump put out his the statement on his health. Oh. And he went to get a, a checkup. I didn't see that. Oh, it's great. It's all over the place. <laughs> oh. 
he's getting up there in age too, but it is definitely a different. But um, Trump's in great shape. Yeah, I was going to say there's definitely a difference in the cognitive ability there. He's a, he can walk up he can walk up a stairwell. Yeah, really. I, I mean, I, you got to love that. The bu- that that is the bar we're setting. But yes, he can definitely he can jog up the stairs. It's it's true. He's by the way, Laura Loomer, who is uh, if you don't follow her on Twitter, it's very entertaining. Unless she's coming after you. Oh, yeah, that's true. But it's very entertaining. She is super pro-Trump. And she's out there saying that Joe Biden is either going to drop dead or he's going to have a, 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 a bad fall, but he will not be running for president. Well, he can't run for one thing. <laughs> oh, that's cl- Well, it's true. He can't. I mean, the, the guy can barely walk. No way do they put him up to run. There's no way. You don't think so? You no think way. it's over for you think, think it's, it's, it's over for Joe? Some. You think so? I don't want it to be, but I think it's Newsom. You see, I just, I'm scared. I, I don't think it's going to be Newsom. Then who else would it be? I don't know, but they can't have a rich, white, heterosexual guy. They just did. Leading the party. <laughs> well, allegedly. Oh. But he's also a perv. I mean, so. And Newsom, I mean. Not Newsom. I don't, I mean, Newsom may be a perv. We don't I'm know. talking about Joe. Yeah, that's true. Um, I so know. I'm just, I, I don't know. They have limited options in my head. So mm. he's the only one that makes sense. So I want to play this audio. Uh, Ron, pardon me, Boots DeSantis has challenged Donald Trump to a one-on-one debate. Cut number four. We need to have debates. Uh, whether the RNC should be the ones that are controlling that, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily the right way. That's how it's gone. Uh, maybe as we get forward, maybe there'll be more freewheeling debates. I mean, I'd love to do a debate on Newsmax. We get the former president, me. Let's just have at it for an hour. I think we would do it. Hold on, on. I'm getting a, I'm getting a yeah, note yeah. in my ear right now. Your books. Okay. Okay. We get we'll, do it, we'll do it on your show. We'll, we'll make that. it happen. <laughs> so yeah. So I think it's important. But listen, I, I just I find it funny. People say cancel debates and stuff. Last time I checked, the people decide who they want to nominate and who they want to elect. And Iowans are going to get ch- a chance to do that. So we're going to be, we're going to be showing up debates. I mean, we're going to do the debate with Gavin Newsom on November 30th. We're going to do the Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I believe it's December 6th. Six, I've been saying we need a debate in Iowa before the Iowa caucus. We got to do that. And we need a debate. And we need a debate in New Hampshire before that primary. So hopefully they'll be able to do that. I think the debates are better when you have fewer people on stage. That first debate, there was eight people, and it was harder to get a word in edgewise. As it gets down to two or three, I think it's going to be a lot more meaningful. Which two or three you brought it up? Right. Well, look, me and hopefully um, uh, Donald Trump and whoever wants to be the third can come. I mean, that's fine. But I do think he should debate. I think he owes it to the people to debate. Uh, he needs to prove that, that, that he's going to be able to, 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 to handle this. And so, uh, uh, but I'll be there. I mean, I'll show up and we're going to debate. Well, uh, all right. So here's the question, ladies and gentlemen. Should, should Donald Trump debate Boots DeSantis? Should, should he do that? I would love to see it on Newsmax. That would be, I think that would be ter- terrific. But should Donald Trump take, take the challenge? And debate Boots DeSantis. Now, I will say this: If I'm Trump, I'm coming at him saying, "Well, why would I want to? Why would I want to debate Boots DeSantis when he's in third, fourth place? I mean, if I'm going to debate somebody, shouldn't I be debating a Nikki Haley or a Vivek Ramaswamy? So why would I? Why would I debate the guy that's coming in, you know, fourth place in the polls? Which would be a fair question. So, um, again, as we go to break here, should Donald Trump take up Ron DeSantis on the debate? I think, 
I don't think DeSantis is a good debater. And I believe that that Trump will, I think that he would clean the floor with this guy. I, I really do. Again, Boots DeSantis versus Donald Trump. What say you, ladies and gentlemen? 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Oh, by the way, if you haven't if you haven't done so, head over to the website and download our free podcast. If you miss any of the interviews, you'll be able to go back and listen. Have a good time. It is free of charge, which uh, we're happy to provide that service. Uh, just head over to ToddSterns.com and download our free podcast. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. Germantown, Tennessee. John is listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Hey, John, what's going on? Well, uh, I think it's still morning. Good morning, Tom. Happy New Year. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. It's not quite that far into the season. Hey, I wanted to list that I think Trump not only sh- should debate, he needs to debate. Uh, it's it's time for him to talk about his accomplishments and then talk about some of the things that others think he might not have gotten done. That's only fairness in this world of politics, if there is anything fair. So my answer is, Get up there and show your true metal, Donald Trump, and uh, see what the others, and really the only two worth being in that debate are DeSantis and, and Haley. Uh, I, I don't think uh, Ramaswamy does much for the, that group. A, a threesome like that would be not only entertaining, but very informational at this stage in the game. So that's my opinion, and appreciate being able to say it. John, it's it's interesting. I, I too, agree that, that Trump should debate, and, and I, I believe that he would wipe the floor with these guys and gals. Um, but, but I just, it's a philosophy I've had for a long time, that if you're running for election, you're running for a nomination, you need to take the time to debate. I mean, I understand politically and strategically why he is not, but I, I would like to see him, and I'd like to see him dusted up in University of Alabama coming up in December. Uh, I think that would be a great opportunity for the president to hop on the stage and, and show everybody that he still got it. I totally agree. Totally agree. If he, if he still has it, and he seems to always say that he does, then let her rip and see what happens and see what the responses are of these other one or two, or certainly two and maybe three intelligent people do with him on the stage. I mean, that's just, uh, that's good politics. That's not hiding in the weeds. That's just good politics, and I hope he uh, responds 
I know you know him pretty well. Tell him to get on the stage. I'd, I'd like to see that. Well, look, I, I if he asks my opinion, I will be more than happy to share it. He's done pretty well so far without my advice. But, but John, I'm with you. I it's just a personal belief I've had for years that if you're if you want the nomination, you gotta you gotta debate. And and you know, I think again, let's see what happens. Secret Service, by the way, showed up at the University of Alabama, and they were uh, going through and doing some sweeps of the building where the debate's going to be held. So I, I hear what Trump is saying, and yesterday he came out and said, uh, hey, look, they need to call off all the remaining debates. Uh, but you never know. You never know. Things can change. John, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening to us. Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. Let's go to Ed who is driving to Union City, Tennessee. That's up in the northern reaches of the state. Hey, Ed, what's going on? Hey, I'm just driving up here from Memphis today on a little business trip and flipping radio stations. I caught your program, and I just had to call. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did, Ed. Uh, number one, thank you for calling him the president. Thank you so much, because that's who he is uh, as far as uh, President Trump. <laughs> Um, completely agree with that assessment. Yes, sir. I think that Trump should debate. Um, I was uh, telling the person who answered the phone that, you know, in, his, in the last election or, or whatever, he, he, he was sick. He, he, didn't, he didn't feel well. He had, uh, he had a cold. And, and when he debated Biden, he looked like he had a temperature of about 102. He looked like he just felt terrible. And he didn't perform as well. But you know how Trump is. He doesn't need a script. He doesn't need a microphone. I mean, I, all he needs is a microphone. I wouldn't want to debate him. And um, I've kept up with him. I've seen him in person twice, and I've kept up with him the last uh, two years. And, man, he's as sharp now or sharper than he's ever been. And, and I hope he does. I like DeSantis, too, but Trump is different. He's not a politician. He's just, I don't know, man. There's no filter, and that's why people love him. I mean, that's why... The media hates him, and that's why they're so afraid of him. <laughs> look, um, Ed, there's there's a lot of truth there, and if you look at look at how they're treating Ramaswamy right now, who, by the way, do not discount Ramaswamy, and he could very he could do very well in Iowa. I, I know a lot of people are ganging up on the guy, but he's he's come he's cut from that Trump cloth. I would say that he doesn't have the finesse that Trump has. But Ramaswamy's a young, brash guy, and Trump was young and brash at one time, and he sort of mellowed out a little bit. Um, so we'll just do not discount Ramaswamy in all of this. Uh, but as far as as far as Trump and his his skills, uh, the guy still looks like he has it, Ed. And and I'm willing to give him another chance only because of all of the lies, the proven lies they have spewed about this man. He deserves, and we, quite frankly, we need to make things right as yep. a nation. Yep. All right. Well, well yeah, finish I, your I thought. Will, I will be voting for him in his duly elected third term uh, if he wins. <laughs> All up. right. Very, yes, very good. I, I love it. And, uh, Ed, uh, be sure to give us a holler back. Um, if you're driving around Union City, you're listening to KWAM or um, or the um, the Super Talk station, but uh, we appreciate you listening to us, and uh, give us a holler back one of these days. All right, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. We have a jam-packed show, ladies. I mean a jam-packed show. Some great guests coming up, including 
Um, we're a, a guy that's been a friend of this program. He's going to be running for Congress in South Carolina. He is chairman of the South Carolina Freedom Caucus, Adam Morgan. Also, uh, speaking of that debate, Bianca De La Garza, who was one of the co-moderators, is going to be joining us a little bit later on today. Tim Barton from Wall Builders, he's going to give us the real story of Thanksgiving. And uh, then Congressman Mike Collins is going to drop by from the great state of Georgia. So all that to say, a lot happening on the show. A uh, look in the uh, break coming up, head over to the website, toddsterns.com. We have some great resources for you there. We also have uh, a deep dive into this crazy story involving the Air Force telling airmen not to attend a Turning Point USA event. So you're going to want to read that story as well. All right, folks, hour two of the big show coming up, and then 3 o'clock Eastern, the Todd Stearns Newsmax TV show is on the air, so you'll have to hang out with us for that as well. Stick around, everybody. This is the Todd Stearns Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of The Big Show. We have an interesting story up at ToddSterns.com. So th- here's the headline. Dude breaks female swimming record at New Jersey College. This happened at Ramapo College. A male swimmer who thinks he is a female swimmer broke a women's school record over the weekend after he competed for the men's team for the past three years. So this guy, his na- his name now is Megan Cortez Fields. That's a hyphenated last name. Mr. Fields, who is a man, won first place and broke a school record in the 100-yard butterfly. Jeez, hello. He also came in first place in the 200-yard individual medley and earned second place in the 200-yard butterfly. I guess there he got beat by a girl. So this guy was a a very mediocre swimmer when he swam with the boys, but now that he's swimming with the girls, he's he's breaking records all over the place. Uh, Mr. Cortez telling the local newspaper that he admired the work of Leah Thomas, another man who 
put on a bikini and whipped women in the swimming pool. Thomas is an inspiration to me in that way, but I also felt so bad for him because I know I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning up the pronouns as we go along here, so bear with me. I felt so bad for him because I know exactly what he was going through. Even going into this season, I had a fear of succeeding because I don't want what happened to him to happen to me. Well, it's happened to you, sir. Anyway, it won't be long, ladies and gentlemen, before girls are permanently banned from female athletics, right in the name of equality. So the school's standing by the guy, and um, more records will fall. Why do, you, why do women put up with this? That's what gets me. All you female athletes, why are you putting up with this nonsense? Anyway, you can read the story at ToddSterns.com. Interesting story from NBC News. They recently had a poll. For decades, Democrat presidential candidates have won at least 70% of the black vote. But a recent NBC News poll shows that black voters may not be voting for Joe Biden after all. As a matter of fact, 20% of black voters say they would consider voting for Donald Trump if the presidential election were held today. Well, to help us understand what's going on here is our good friend, Timothy Head, from the Faith and Freedom Coalition, uh, executive director of the Faith and Freedom Coalition. Tim, good to have you back with us. Thanks so much, Todd. Uh, you know, these are uh, these are certainly interesting. And, and uh, we've got a couple of polls that are starting to come out publicly that are that are telling us that there's some uh, some some holes kind of in the hull of the ship. I think for the Biden administration. I, I'm really intrigued by this only because um, I live in Memphis, which is a majority minority city, and we hear from a lot of black voters in this part of the country that are are big Trump supporters. So are are you surprised by this big shift here? Well, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, for for uh partly for uh, un- unknown reasons and partly I think for some some pretty known reasons that uh you know, Trump actually did fairly well um and uh, among black voters even in 2020, so the year of, you know, the, after the summer of love and everything. Trump still outpaced uh, most Republican uh presidential candidates really for about the last 40 years uh, at almost 13 percent vote, which doesn't sound like much. But usually, uh, you know, Republican presidentials are probably pulling in about four to seven percent, maybe. So for him to get twelve and a half, I don't know, like about twelve point eight percent back in 2020 after uh, all of the, the haranguing that we saw there uh, definitely showed that uh, that the, uh, the the kind of uniform starting to break and now uh you know we're seeing probably closer to 20 and and on one poll about 22 percent of black voters saying that they plan to vote for trump now all right we have and and timothy i think we're gonna ramp it here and try to reconnect we've got a really bad phone signal so let's put timothy on hold here guys and we'll try to get that worked out Uh, timothy had the executive director of the faith and freedom coalition are you surprised ladies and gentlemen at the at the numbers here and if Trump really is polling at about 20% of black voters, that tells me that we could be in for some sort of historic landslide in the fall elections. Now, NBC News went out and inter- inter- um, interviewed a guy by the name of John Thomas in Cincinnati, and he did not participate in the poll, but he said that um, he's not terribly surprised. 
The guy says, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I'm concerned about Biden. What has he done for black people who were a big reason for him winning? You hear that noise coming from the other side and you think it's the same old, same old. People begging for our votes, but not doing anything for us after they get it. Now, Mr. Thomas is 37 years old. He's still a Democrat, and he says, I'm not panicking. The election is a year out, but the picture will get focused over time. It's all cloudy now, but it's still concerning. But this is an ongoing issue here. Look, in 2020, by the way, uh, 12% of black voters went with Trump. Huge numbers. Huge numbers for Republicans. They need to be a lot better, and I think they will be a lot better, only because Trump delivered to the promises on the promises he made to the black community. So I'm curious, and especially in our Memphis area where we have so many minority listeners on KWAM, I'm, I'm very curious here to hear from you. Are you supporting Donald Trump? And if if not, what what would Trump need to do to get your support? Our number again, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Now, I understand we've got Tim, Tim Timothy Head back. And, and Tim, to finish your thought here, uh, when you look at the numbers, Republicans have always had a hard time attracting minority voters. Uh, the fact that Trump was able to get 12% in 2020 was huge. But the fact that he's now at, at 20%, um, that's remarkable. It, uh, it really is. And, and, you know, I think most people that work in presidential politics believe that that, that tipping point for national uh, elections is about 15 percent. If, if uh, Republicans can get about 15 percent of the black vote, uh, the, the math just really starts to, uh, to not work out for, uh, for the left. And, and similar numbers for Hispanic voters, if Republicans start to get to close to 40 percent. Uh, same story, and, and Trump is actually polling ahead of both of those. You know, of course, we're uh, we're a year away from voting, so a lot of a lot of game to be played, so to speak, here. But um, but you know, the the reality is, first of all, Trump did did deliver, just like you said, did deliver on a lot of his promises that are impacting urban communities. And then, secondly, uh, you know, the the Biden administration is just absolutely whiffing on so many things right now that are impacting all of us, including minority voters. You know, if I were Trump, I'd be going into places like Chicago South Side, and the blacks there just enraged because they're moving all the illegals in. And and this is the work of the Democrats. I'd be sending as many Republicans into those areas as possible um, to reach out and say, hey, look, this is what the Democrats think about you, and here's a better way. I think that's that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, the, I think the, another uh, element to this that I think is not even Trump specific. I, I'm encouraged. Uh, frankly, we do a lot of work across the country, you know, with uh, with uh, in urban and minority communities. And uh, I'm, I'm actually just seeing the bottom line. Uh, a lot of individual people that are starting to kind of think for themselves and vote for themselves, not based on, you know, kind of community politics or in sometimes, you know, machine politics, frankly, in a lot of these places. Uh, that that uh, that kind of uh, domination, if you will, of a lot of a lot of voters is starting to really uh, relinquish, and I, I think that's a great thing for America, for a bunch of people uh, to be able to just vote based on the the character and the personality and the policies of candidates, and not just because there's overwhelming pressure in communities. Tim, I you know, looking at the the work you guys are doing out there, especially in the the religious communities, uh, and and at least here in Memphis. The black community may be voting Democrat overwhelmingly, but they're also very conservative. 
And, and I'm I'm wondering, uh, you know, what you guys are seeing out there uh, among religious minority voters. Well, you know the uh, the interesting thing that uh, I think that I get actually from a lot of African American voters across the country, and really since since the Obama administration, is uh, that that a lot of the of uh, black pastors felt like they were kind of sold a bill of goods. You know, since the '60s, they were basically told, you know, if uh, if you, the black pastor in the black church, will work alongside the Democrat Party and get somebody that looks like you in the White House, you know, we'll uh, we'll actually cure a lot of your a lot of your ills. And uh, and then obviously in 2008 and 2012, all the way through 20, 2016, um, all they really got to do was to you know to to uh, they were forced to to do same sex marriages in their in their uh, in their congregations and churches, and that was about about the only meaningful uh, change that happened in their congregations and and communities. And they were like, I mean, enough with this stuff. You know, we, we're we're sick of kind of. Uh, uh, first of all, the, all the talk with no, none of the delivery, and the secondly, the delivery isn't, isn't even what the black church wanted. And, and that's that I think is is a is a great strategy, especially going into some of the the, the black churches in the southern states, where they're just not going to tolerate that. They still embrace the the biblical definition of marriage and the Bible's teachings on on sex. So. Uh, again, I, I'm just these numbers are just really staggering for me, and I don't think this is an anomaly. I, I don't think the NBC poll is an anomaly, uh, Tim. When you look at uh, the USA Today Suffolk University poll back in October, 13 percent black support. Uh, Quinnipiac, which is another pretty well established poll, uh, giving Trump 15 percent of, of black voters. So this is um, this is a, a promising thing here for not just Trump but for the Republicans. I think that's exactly right. And, and bear in mind, you know, one uh, one other piece that I think a lot of people miss is um, is like in the in New York City itself, uh, all the way through. We have numbers through about twenty twenty one. There were actually more African Americans uh, uh, babies aborted than there were born, and uh, that meant getting out across the country that uh, that we we actually know that that there is there is an element literally of genocide going on uh, among planned parenthood and the pro-choice community uh, yet again a lot of african-american uh, uh, faith leaders are saying uh, we we have a crisis on our hands uh, and it, it is both a moral crisis and also just a a, a demographic tri- you know uh, numerical crisis going on that, that are not keeping up and uh, and I think that more and more people are kind of cluing into that reality. So I, I'm uh, again I'm I'm encouraged by some of the responses that we're seeing by a lot of right. uh, of African American faith leaders and, and pastors uh, across the country. All right, good stuff. We're going to have to leave it there. Uh, Timothy Head, everybody, executive director for the Faith and Freedom Coalition, ffcoalition.com. If you'd like to get involved in this great organization, ffcoalition.com. Tim, thanks a lot. Hope you and the family have a happy Thanksgiving. Likewise to you. Great to be with you, Todd. God bless. All right. There you go. I, folks, th- this is very promising, very promising. But again, it's it's about the taking the time and the effort, and it's not about pandering to a community. It's about saying, hey, look, we're fellow Americans. We don't care about skin color. We're fellow Americans. We, we want our kids, if you're white, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, Asian American, you want to be able to take your kids to the park to the playground without having to wear Kevlar. You want to be able to take your kid to a school and have that kid come home still knowing their preferred pronouns. These are common things, common values that we all share. And 
For so many years, the Democrats have been promising and promising and promising and failing to deliver. So maybe, just maybe, we are looking at a shift here in the Democrat Party. Because I'm telling you, and I see this all the time in Memphis, and the argument in Memphis is, well, you're, and this is the, these are the orders that come down, and, and so many people are afraid to even speak out because they don't want to get blowback from the black community and the black activist community. And they tell them, you will vote for this candidate because of their skin color. You will vote for this candidate because they are Democrat. And if you don't, well, there's going to be a problem. You may lose your job. You may lose government contracts. I mean, these are real things here. I'm telling you, living in a majority in a majority Democrat, it's really a super majority Democrat city, there are consequences. And you just have to suck it up and you have to realize you've still got to do the right thing. All right, we got to take a break here. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926, our nationwide telephone number, 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Oh, Grace Baker, I have some exciting news. I, I got a text message during the break. Uh-huh. It's, it was from my cardiologist. That's exciting? And, <laughs> yes. Well, try, when you get to a certain age, you know, it's, it is what it is. So um, many of you know I've been going in for these tests, and it's really, it's nothing really. But, you know, every every year, six months, you, you got to go in. And um, I, I guess I should admit that I've kind of missed a year. So I know, I know. You got to take care of I just don't like getting poked and prodded, you know? Well, that's understandable. Anyway, I'm at the cardiologist who's a great guy. He's a big Sebastian Gorka fan. Oh, really? Relief factor. Um, So anyway, I'm in the, um, and by the way, I'm getting off on a tangent here, (laughs) but uh, I'm in the waiting room and people, there are at least four Todd Stern Show radio fans that were in the the, um, waiting room. Really? You're mm-hmm. a popular guy. Well, either that or our audience really needs to consider doing some exercise. <laughs> and <laughs> That's fair. Just It is what it is. So anyway, um, they did all these tests, and they did this new test. And it's really funny. Um, they, they sort of like, um, you know, they already have you there for one test, and they're like, oh, by the way, you've got to do this other thing. You really need to do it, and you need to sign this consent form, you know, not holding us responsible if you scary. die. And you're like, well, geez, hello. So this was the incident with the Taylor Swift conversation oh, no. with the nurses. So anyway, I signed it, and they give you this medicine that lights up your heart like a, a lightning bug. 
And then they're able to they're able to see how everything works. This sounds like the beginning of a Marvel movie. Well, yes, um, except no powers, um, but it just made me feel a little wobbly for the rest of the day. But otherwise, um, I got back the report, and I am healthy as a horse. Well, good. Which is shocking. That is great news. Shocking on a number number (laughs) of levels. But anyway, the heart is doing great. It's healthy. Nothing's clogged. Conservatives, man. We're built different. I've tried to tell people the sausage gravy is a lubricant. That's fair. Nobody wants to believe me on this. Natural remedy. By the way, this is interesting. There's a new survey out, and I'm curious to hear from our audience because a lot of people are already getting ready for Thanksgiving, and a new poll is causing some division on what should go on a Thanksgiving Day table. So um, about 3 in 10 Americans who celebrate Thanksgiving say turkey is their favorite dish in the holiday feast. This is according to the Associated Press. 19%. So more people, sorry, sorry let me let me rephrase this. So 32% say th- turkey is their favorite dish in the holiday feast. 19% say it is stuffing or dressing. And 6% is mashed potatoes. So those are the top 3 things on the Thanksgiving Day table. Is that true? So they interview, of course, they're going to find some vegetarian. And I don't know, they're going to have like a tofu turkey. It like jiggles like jello. Nobody wants to eat that nonsense. It's turkey. If you're vegetarian, get over it. It's eat some white meat. It's delicious. It's healthy for you. So I'm curious, what has to be on the Thanksgiving Day table for you, America? Our telephone number, 901 901- That's 901-260-5926. But apparently a lot of people don't like turkey. We'll get into that. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. You know, right around this time of year, uh, folks are are looking at their cell phone service. Do you renew? Do you uh, look for something else? And I want to I want to recommend, and I want you to consider our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, folks, and they are doing some incredible work around the nation. If you switch to Patriot Mobile right now and use my promo code Todd, they're going to give you free activation. And a free gift. By the way, that free activation is going to save you 30 bucks right out of the uh, gate there. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd is the website. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Switching is very easy. And, yes, you can keep your 
phone and your number. So a lot of people are asking about that. You can also give them a call, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. And you're going to be talking to somebody who is right here in America. You're not going to be talking to somebody overseas. No, their customer service team is right here in the good old U.S. of A. By the way, if you're a veteran or a first responder, they're going to give you additional discounts because that's just what they do at Patriot Mobile, mobilizing freedom at patriotmobile.com slash Todd. I uh, want to play some audio here. Uh, this is this is from the the town hall. This is Boots DeSantis talking about Joe Biden. Cut 15. Will be Biden? You kind of alluded that it, you still think there could be some. So here's what, I, here's what I think. I think that the Democrats know his, his, the age. It's a big issue with voters, I think. And so I think that they want him. I think they want someone else. But they also know they can't just push him aside. He's got to agree. He's the sitting president. And uh, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if he's going to be willing to do it. But Republican voters, the Iowa caucus goers, you should assume that it may not be Biden. So when you're looking at the choice about who would be the best candidate for us, uh, put someone up that would be able to go against Biden or Harris or Newsom or any of these people and be able to get the job done. And I think I'm the guy to do it. Wow. Do you think it's going to be Biden? You see, I never have thought it was going to be Joe Biden. Now, a lot of people are saying it's Gavin Newsom. Hands down, put all my money on Gavin Newsom. I will bet you that delicious Chick-fil-A pimento cheese sandwich with the honey drizzle on top. It's going to be, it's going to be Gavin Newsom. That's who it's going to be. I see. I don't think it's going to be Newsom. I my money is still on Michelle Obama. I if you I, if you asked me two months ago, I would have told you Michelle Hussein Obama, and I still think it's going to be her. By the way, Hillary Clinton is starting to sniff around. But she's getting on up there, too, and she had a hard time staying upright on the campaign trail. Remember that? Jeez, they had to haul her around with one of those hand trucks. It was not a good look for her. And then the polyester gets caught up, and you get a little, you know, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. But, yeah, Michelle Obama, she's got to be the one. There's no way the Democrats are going to go with a straight, rich, white guy. There's just no way that's, there's no way that's going to happen. But again, we had a couple of calls earlier in the show, and folks are saying, hey, look, we really don't care who the Democrats are going to put up. We've got to talk about the Republicans and whether or not Trump should jump into the debate. Uh, Trump called the Republican National Committee yesterday and said, you got to call this off. No debates. Meanwhile, Joe Scarborough, who's over at MSDNC, was on the morning show. This guy's gone bonkers. Just bonkers. Take a listen to Scarborough. Cut 12. Yeah, have a responsibility to, to really to tune out the voices of of the haters, of, of the people that are constantly uh, double shilling and triple checking and shilling for him and suggesting Sick. that somehow they're being biased, bending over backwards, treating him like a normal candidate. He's not a normal candidate. He is running to end American democracy as we know it. He's an authoritarian who a, a court uh, in, in Colorado two days ago ruled that, that he led an insurrection against the United States government. He's charged with leading schemes to help overthrow the United States government. So, so if they want to frame it uh, that way, that's fine. If, if you want to be fair, if you want to be fair, then you will frame this 
uh, as uh, Joe Biden being the candidate that supports American democracy and Donald Trump, a candidate who supports a new form of government here that's authoritarian. It's really that simple. And by the way, Reverend Al, when people go, oh, you can't compare him to past Nazi leaders. You can't compare him to this past Nazi leader or that past fascist leader because he hasn't done that. Well, what hasn't he done? He hasn't done the things that the American judicial system did not allow him to do last time, but may very well allow him to do this time or a judicial system that will be ignored by Donald Trump and ran over by Donald Trump to create the greatest constitutional crisis of our lifetimes. Just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he won't do it when he gets a chance to do it. And if he is voted into office, then a lot of these people that are talking about literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying, you're going to look like idiots. Uh, because he will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever Wait, what? he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Uh, j- just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. The only Again, the only thing that stood between him and the destruction of American democracy was the federal judiciary. All right, uh, a lot to unpack here, but as far as I know, Donald Trump has never ordered anyone to be assassinated, except for uh, the, the one Muslim terrorist, and he had it coming. So you've got Joe Scarborough out there on national television, and I know it's MSDNC. I know nobody watches that nonsense, but somebody might, and they might actually believe that Donald Trump, if he's elected, re-elected, would go out there and start executing his political enemies. It's it's ridiculous. But they're serious about this. Meanwhile, they're guilty of doing, the left is guilty of doing everything they accuse Trump of wanting to do. It's the left that has declared war on Donald Trump. It was the left, by the way, that opened fire on Ashley Babbitt inside the U.S. Capitol building. They're the ones executing people. By the way, it was the left that went out into the streets of St. Louis, Missouri, during the George Floyd riots and shot and killed a retired police officer. It's the Democrats that are actually going out there and assassinating people and executing people. They're literally doing that. Not Donald Trump. Meanwhile, they've thrown everything they could at this man. They have tried to convince you that Donald Trump is a traitor to his country. And, of course, now we all know that was not true. Not a single person has been held accountable for that. Not a one. Not a single person. Not a single person has been held accountable for the Russia collusion hoax. Not a single person. Hillary Clinton and her campaign tried to sabotage Donald Trump's efforts to be president. And then once he won the election, that movement moved to the White House, to the Oval Office, where Barack Obama tried to overthrow a duly elected president. Nobody wants to talk about that, but it's true. And we've got all the evidence. And I'm telling you now, Senator Mike Lee, if nothing else, if we could if we could just give the Republicans control of the Senate so that we could get to the bottom of the J6 hearings and what that was all about, because now we know, and 
every single day, new video comes out. And folks, everything they told us about January 6th is not true. It's shocking. So my question is, why were they so selective? This would be my question if I were on the committee. Why were you so selective? Why did you decide not to show this video of the the police officers giving the orders to open fire on a peaceful crowd of demonstrators? Why did you not want to show that video? Why is it that you didn't want to show the video of the FBI agents running around with the red MAGA hats? Can you explain that to us, uh, Lizard Cheney? Can, can you help us understand that? So many questions that need to be addressed. And I do think that Nancy Pelosi and Lizard Cheney need to be brought forward. They need to be subpoenaed and they need to be forced to testify because they have put this country through hell, and it was all a lie. They completely misrepresented what happened on that day. Well, Todd, there you go again. What about all the people who did bad things? What about them? Well, they should suffer the consequences of their actions. We've been very clear about that from day one on this program. But again, they were convincing the public, and they convinced a lot of people that Donald Trump led an insurrection of the United States of America on January the 6th, and the video evidence is completely to the contrary. The video evidence seems to suggest that maybe it was Nancy Pelosi who was behind all of this, and it was Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats and the never-Trumpers who colluded together, including Lizard Cheney. I truly believe that she is a desperate woman. Desperate. So anyway, we'll see how this plays out. But again, I do think that we need to get to the bottom of all of this. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. So the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, well, they got a little controversy. Grace, you ever watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade there in the Grace Baker household? Sometimes we'll flip it on for a little bit, but I like the dog show after better. <laughs> Oh, Lord, is that the Westminster dog show? Yeah, I like watching that more than I the parade. Bad memories. of I had to cover that oh, a time yeah. or two. I forgot about that. I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to trigger right. you. It's all right. It's it's okay. 
going to that doggy spot, it just, it really, it messed with me. I'm just going to tell you. So, so the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I had to cover that when I was at Fox. It was sort of a, a big deal in New York City. And uh, they actually did the the balloon inflation party. Went to that every what? year. So they uh, inflate the balloons the night before the parade, and they, they actually block off literally city blocks up on the Upper West Side. And uh, then all the local people, it's mostly local people, uh, we get to walk around and watch the balloons as they're being inflated and uh, drink hot cocoa. Oh, that's fun. It's a very clever thing. So you can see Pikachu, you know, I'm sorry, blowing who? up. Pikachu, the What's... Pokemon. Oh, the... I don't know why that popped in my brain as the first float. I see. <laughs> or Mario or any of those fellas. Well, anyway, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. People gather around the, the TV. And I remember years ago, we had all the little, little Starnes when they were little. And um, it was a Kinky Boots. They had the Kinky Boots, which is a big Broadway musical. And um, I've never boots. heard of Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots. It's a big musical. Sounds like Ron DeSantis should try out for that one. All right. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, and, and the kids, you know, the, the youngsters were like, Mommy, what's a Kinky Boot? And so then they have to explain the whole, you know, it's really an inappropriate musical for children. But there they were, front and center of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm sure they had a great time, though. Do, what kinky boots? No, watching the parade. Oh well, no. But the problem is, they're all. I mean, there's so much. Um, it's sort of like a gay pride parade. It's really not what? a Thanksgiving Day parade anymore. Why? I, it's that's just the way it is. Well, let's get let's get honest. Just about everybody in the in the parade lineup is doing the jazz hands. Oh, that's true. That's very true. We love Thanksgiving. There's a lot of it's shows. fabulous. There's a lot of shows they feature now. It's like stops the parade and they do like a performance from the show. Yeah. There's a lot of those now because it's I'm advertisement. Not, do they even allow straight people to participate? <laughs> I don't know. No, Todd. I mean, you know, it's, it could be exclusive. <sighs> anyway, uh, they're, they're facing controversy again this year, Grace. What have they done now? They're promoting the LGBT agenda. Okay, I'm not shocked. Jazz hands, way? people. Jazz hands. I'm not shocked. So um, the the one million moms, uh, which is a group of a few thousand moms, actually, but they call themselves one million moms. They've launched a petition drive. Nearly forty thousand people have signed this petition, and calling out the liberal nonsense airing on Thanksgiving. They're going to be featuring this year, Grace, not kinky boots, but non-binary people. No. I'm serious. See, I'm it's, telling you, just stick to the dog show. <laughs> the dogs know their pronouns. That's right. They just, I mean, you know, if you're going to watch somebody sniff somebody's butt, it may as well be at the dog show. Oh. Not in the middle of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Nobody wants to see that. Anyway, Macy's is responding to the controversy, and, and people are really upset about this because they want to be able to plop their kids down in front of the TV while they're stuffing the turkey. And uh, not metaphorically, literally, and um, and and they want to um, be able to let the kids know that they're, they're not going to come away asking mommy and daddy what a non-binary person is. Don't want, do not want that stress on Thanksgiving. Just want to relax. Nobody wants that, right? No. It's, it, I mean, Thanksgiving. Just keep it, you know, keep Charlie it to Brown. the turkey, the Charlie Brown. You're right. Anyway, Macy says for nearly a hundred years, the Thanksgiving Day Parade has showcased the very best in entertainment. Delighting Americans everywhere with the most popular music acts, the best of Broadway, 
and I don't think there are any straight people on Broadway, <laughs> our country's finest marching bands and dance teams and giant balloons and floats that capture your imagination. They say every performer and volunteer is there with one mission. Yeah, that's true, but I'm not quite sure the mission is what they think it is. Now, Macy no. says they're there to entertain, but I suspect they are there to indoctrinate. I think the mission's changed over the years. Oh, the gay crowd is very upset, Grace Baker. LGBTQ performers and the Thanksgiving Day Parade are nothing new. You know what would be new is straight performers in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I know it would be very shocking. I'm not sure I'm not sure America's ready for that. Maybe not. Might have to wait on that one. Got to yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh there's <laughs> they're saying that gay performers are nothing new. And neither are the desperate pleas for attention and random attacks against inclusion from the One Million Moms Project of Designated Hate Group American Family Association. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. That's it. They're a hate group. Brands have learned, brands have long learned that these are not concerned moms, but dedicated anti LGBTQ activists. And then they go on in the National Review, of all places, to um, promote One Million Moms as a hate group. I think they're the ones looking for attention. That's just my opinion. Oh, Earlier this year, One Million Moms issued a boycott of the Disney Channel's Star versus the Forces of Evil. Oh, I have not heard of that one. Apparently, it depicted same-sex couples kissing in a crowd. Oh, well, they've been doing stuff like that for a while. Is anyone really shocked? Macy's confirms that they uh, are, in fact, featuring gender nonconforming performers. Oh, no. See, I just don't need to know that. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm just watching performers, like, I don't need to know. Oh, including the world's youngest transsexual. Oh, no. Who is 16 years old. Oh, no. So th- this is weird. So are they going to highlight? Are they going to have to put like the show name, you know, when they've got the, you know, the show name and they're performing? And then are they going to have each performer's pronouns like listed beside them? Oh, you know, that's going to happen. <laughs> You're got to clarify. They have to. Yes. So anyway, non-binary singer wearing red leather and double horns. Yeah, that sounds like Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, got to take a break here, folks. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Oh, 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 
live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. So happy to have you with us today. And wow, do we have a lot going on this third hour of the program. By the way, welcome to all of our Newsmax TV viewers as we're simulcasting uh, the third hour of our radio program today. Very interesting story uh, um, on Newsmax, by the way, involving a a, a man who thinks he's a woman. And uh, this guy, his name is Mr. Uh, Megan Cortez Fields, and uh, breaking an all-time school record in the 100-yard butterfly um, there at uh, New Jersey's Ramapo College. So, again, women's school records are now just, they're being destroyed all over America, um, and they're giving credit to the transgender movement. So, look, a lot of people are riled up about this, including uh, Riley Gaines, who is the former NCAA swimmer. Uh, she went up against Leah Thomas, another man who thought he was a woman. And uh, Riley Gaines is saying that, Ramapo College goes from less than mediocre male swimmer to a record smasher competing against the women. Where have we seen this before? Hashtag save women's sports. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, there was an incident at a lacrosse match where you had a guy who thought he was a girl, and there's a big old dude. And the big old dude actually um, shot that puck and nearly knocked a, a female player's face off. Uh, she ended up having to be hospitalized, having to have reconstruction surgery, and most of her teeth were knocked out as a result of this male player playing on the female team. And the question is very simple, ladies and gentlemen. At what point do you say enough is enough? At what point do you say this is a dangerous proposition? We've been saying this for years on the program, that ultimately women were going to get hurt, and not just from a, a mental perspective, but women were physically going to get hurt. Riley Gaines posted a photo of a large tattoo inside Mr. Cortez Field's left arm. The tattoo shows a naked woman with boobs and male genitalia. What the heck is that all about? She said, how can you see this tattoo on his arm and not think this is a hyper-fetishized and sexualized movement? As a Christian, I believe we are all made in the image of God, and this is a mockery of that. All right, let me explain the transgender movement to you in, in a nutshell. The transgender movement is all about this philosophy. God made a mistake when he made me. That's their philosophy. Well, let me say something. The God I serve doesn't make mistakes, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, the God I serve creates male and female. Facebook, they're responsible for everybody else. And it's look, it is a pronoun free-for-all out there. But when you go back to the basics of the Holy Bible, which is where we base all of our, our, our sex and gender identity issues, it is very simple. God made male, God made female. It's that simple. And you should swim on the team accordingly. But that is clearly not the case in high school and college athletics where biological women are now coming under attack. And that is just unacceptable. So curious to hear your thoughts on this. Do you have a problem with men playing on women's athletic teams. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 
260-5926. Well, some good news for our Memphis, Tennessee listeners and viewers. Uh, Many of you there are dealing with an insane crime problem, and the governor has announced plans to send in the troops. Cut number nine. We've added additional troopers that would relieve some of the pressure on the Memphis Police Department to allow them to be more focused on fighting crime while our highway patrolmen are more focused on what's happening on the roads. All right, so the governor is sending in 40 Tennessee state troopers into the Memphis, Tennessee war zone. Folks, the crime here is literally worse than the crime in Los Angeles and New York City. So uh, one of the councilmen, uh, his name is Dr. Jeff Warren, and uh, he is a far leftist, and he explains why crime is so bad in Memphis, Tennessee, cut number six. I shoot you, okay, I I kill you, then your brothers kill two of my siblings or relatives, then my relatives kill four of yours. Okay, so you have that exponential growth in violence where people have a retaliatory thought process. And, you know, that's not going to work in society. Dr. Warren says city leaders are working to launch and improve crime intervention programs such as 901 Block Squad and GVIP. So you're optimistic about turning this around? You know, I have to be. Hello, my name is Dr. Jeff Warren, and um, I'm a webwall. And I just, I think we have to take away the guns and then maybe just maybe people will stop killing each other. That's my my take on it. All right, this guy's a moron. And by the way, he is leading the charge to take away the guns from the law-abiding citizens here in Memphis, Tennessee, as if that is going to stop all the violent crime. That's not going to stop anything. As a matter of fact, it's only going to encourage the criminals to get out there and attack all of us in our homes. These people are morons. By the way, speaking of morons, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, announcing that he's cutting the budget by $12 billion to take care of the illegal aliens. Cut 11. Public safety is the main concern at the moment. I mean, cutting back on the graduating class of police officers is crazy. But the news of a lot less cops on the streets will do little to calm nervous New Yorkers. Under intense budget pressure from a $12 billion migrant crisis and expiring federal pandemic aid, the NYPD will cancel the next five recruiting classes. As retirements play out over the next two years, the city will end up with just 29,000 officers by mid-2025. That's the lowest number since the mid-90s when the city finally turned the corner on crime. Still, it's not just police cuts. Sanitation will also suffer setbacks. We'll see fewer waste baskets around the city. And curbside composting in the Bronx and Staten Island will be delayed by six months. In schools, the hiring freeze continues and 37,000 vacant pre-K and 3K slots will be eliminated next year. The one thing the city was least specific about, how it would save money on the migrant crisis itself, even as we pressed for answers. What specific services are being slashed for the migrants to help plug the budget hole? Taking a holistic approach to identify as many places as possible where we can find efficiencies, reduce costs, and possibly cut some of the programming and other things that we're offering. City Council Finance Chair Justin Brandon says he knows the administration is in a tough spot, but the City Council, which will have to approve these cuts, is gearing up to push back against the mayor's plan and also join him in calling for the feds to pay for the migrants. Unbelievable. 
There you go, folks. Um, you people that live in New York City, I would suggest moving. That's what you need to be doing because it's about to get really, really, really bad in your city. Uh, we're talking about crime and pestilence that uh, predates Rudy Giuliani's time in office. That's how bad it's it's going to get. And keep in mind that there's a there's a reason why all of this is happening in places like Memphis and Detroit and Chicago and New York and Seattle and many other cities around the nation is that the Democrats thrive in chaos. They they want the country to be at each other's throats. They want the country to literally be in chaos. And if they're able to accomplish that, they believe it's going to compel you to stay home on Election Day. I mean, that's what this is really all about. All right, we've got to take a break here. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Starn Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from free thinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, this interesting item from Cape Coral, Florida, a roofing company there, Roof Easy. Seems like good people, by the way. Uh, Roof Easy is drawing fire from the leftist and the anti gun crowd. Uh, they've got a brand-new Thanksgiving special uh, that they're offering uh, people who might need a brand-new roof. And it seems like a pretty good deal to me. If you buy a roof right now, they're going to give you a free turkey. And Grace Baker, they're also going to give you an AR-15. Well, that's a great deal if I've ever heard one. <laughs> it's a pretty darn good deal. They're not going to throw an ammo. You know, that's going a little bit too that's far. That's really, yeah, that's a little too much. But still, I, I love this. Um, the, the company it loves God and country and the military. And the owner says everybody needs an AR-15. That's very creative. I love it. Hey, I, it got them attention, that's for sure. This is pretty good. A local anti-gun group, though, says that the company is promoting violence. Oh, my goodness. I suspect a local vegan group will say the same thing. Probably. Because they're getting the turkey. Uh, guns and gobbles. I love this. Uh, Grace guns Baker. and gobbles. Guns and gobbles. So, roof easy if you're looking for a roof, ladies and gentlemen, and if you're looking for turkey and an AR-15. You know who might need AR-15s? That would be the good people in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. It is a war zone. And our good friend from Georgia, Congressman Mike Collins, has introduced a resolution condemning uh, Washington's leadership for the crime epidemic. Congressman, good to have you with us today. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be with you, Todd. All right, so uh, what compelled you to, to put together this resolution here, Congressman? 
Well, it, it, it's a, just bring a notice to what's going on in D.C. with the crime up there. Um, you know, it's it's about time we put a spotlight on this thing and uh, let the rest of the country know out there just how bad that that place is mismanaged up there. And, you know, Todd, it's a, it's a gun-free zone. Congressman, I, I'm curious, uh, give us an idea. I mean, you, you live up there, work up there. What, what are you guys dealing with on a daily basis? Well, I mean, you know, just the statistics alone will show you that, uh, you know, everything from violent crime is up to, to even motor vehicle theft. I mean, we saw one of our own members get their car carjacked in front of them. So it's everything is up from homicide, robbery, violent crime. And, and just in the course of one year, you're talking anywhere from 35 to almost right at 100 uh, percent increase and uh and car theft up there and like i say you know that's a that's supposedly a gun-free zone and it's supposed to be safer than anywhere else in the country but uh but it's not and and the bigger problem is it's not just the fact that that members of congress are there and their staff are there but this is our nation's capital and this is where people come to visit and and to see their nation's government at work and uh, and they can't even be safe when they come up there well, it's, look, it's a fair point. Uh, I, I'm curious about your colleagues on the other side of the aisle, because, again, they've been the victims of crime as well. Uh, what are you guys hearing? Are you finding anybody on the other side of the aisle who actually agrees, yeah, we got a problem here and we need to do something about it? Well, I mean, I think they see that there's a problem just like everybody else, but they're not going to. You know, Democrats, they, they will not buck each other and they won't buck the uh, administration uh, and, and unless it's something to deal with Hamas. Uh, but otherwise, they're they're in lockstep with their head in the sand, and uh, you know this is this is something that Congress. Not only do we need to have this resolution out there and passed, and it will, but uh, we need to, uh, at a bare minimum, take a look at taking control of this thing, this situation. You know, we've they've had this home rule um, put in since uh, home rule government, I guess, since 1973, in which they have some sort of self governance. And uh, if, if they cannot control the crime problem they have up there, then Congress needs to look at that as well. Well, uh, look, um, you're preaching to the choir on this one, Congressman. Uh, we originate this program from my hometown, Memphis, Tennessee. We have had more people killed on the streets of Memphis this year than on the streets of New York City and Los Angeles. And we're only about 650,000 residents here, Congressman. So you can understand the level of crime here in in middle America, in the Mid-South. It is a frightening proposition for people. Well, you know, Todd, I'm going to tell you something, man. It, 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 you can go right back to where we wanted to defund the police. And we have, we have pushed this narrative of disrespect and lawlessness now for three years since this pandemic. All the way back to, you can say, to, to George Floyd incident. And, and that is the result of it. People don't fear any laws out there. They, they are not showing any respect for our police officers. And we've got to back our blue, and we've got to get back to being a law of uh, a nation of laws. And when you break the law, by God, you need to pay a penalty. You need to be, you need to be incarcerated. You need to pay a penalty for doing that. And, uh, you know, and, and so many of the, the people on the other side of the aisle are pushing this defund the police and uh, and we've got to stop this. It's just, it's just like everything going on down at the border down there, where we 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 have actually turned our border patrol into travel agents. Where when you come across, they're going to give you a sandwich, a bottle of water, and point, ship you off to wherever you want to go for the for the next year or two. 
So, Congressman, and again, Memphis, by the way, happens to be a home rule uh, city as well. So, so we get it. Uh, what do you think is going to be the, the the? Again, it's a resolution, so it, it's non binding. But what do you? What needs to happen? What needs to change in Washington D.C.? Well, you need to change who's in charge up there, from that city council to that mayor uh, to to the to the head of the city council. These people need to be called out. They need to be voted out and uh, put some folks in that, that really believe in law and order. And, and, it, and, and at the end of the day, Congress is, is there to review all of the legislation that uh, is passed up there before it becomes law. And, uh, and we, need to, uh, we need to step in and start demanding that they pass better laws t- to, uh, to address these criminals and uh, not just letting people back out on the street. Honest to goodness, I've um, been in, in Washington a long time and to spend a lot of time there. And I remember Union Station and its heyday, which was not too long ago, just a few years ago, when it was absolutely beautiful, completely renovated, all sorts of great shops and restaurants. And now, honest to goodness, Congressman, it looks like some sort of a refugee tent city over there. It does. And I'll tell you another thing, too, Todd. You, you walk down the street, you all you smell is marijuana. It, it is just flagrant. You open the window in my office building, you can smell it. It's it's just these these lawlessness and this uh, these legalizing marijuana and these drugs they just don't work. When I actually began uh, serving in Congress in January, I, I walk from wherever I'm staying to to the office, and I had to walk by that Union Station every day. And I used to kind of joke that I walked by three campgrounds on the way to get there, and this was before daylight. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not the most comforting thing, and I sure wouldn't have let my wife do that. But, uh, you know, between the marijuana and the campgrounds up there, it has, uh, it's probably changed a lot since when you used to think of what Union Station looked. Yeah, I was there just a couple of weeks ago. To your point, you're, right, you're not kidding. The marijuana smoke, I mean, I was walking from point A to point B, and uh, within 30 minutes I had the munchies. I'm looking for a bag of fun. Yeah, if you I want mean, some Cheetos. Jeez, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. Uh, Congressman. Well, you, you yeah, know go what? Ahead. I appreciate you putting a light on this. I think this is something we need to keep pushing out there in the media as hard as we can. We've got a great group of co-sponsors behind us, and, and they realize just how bad this situation is. And we want to make sure that our nation's capital is safe for any American that really wants to come and and visit to see what their capital looks like. Well said. All right, Congressman, we are going to leave it there. Uh, Hope you and the Collins family have a great Thanksgiving back home in Georgia. We will. Y'all do the same. All right, Congressman Mike Collins, everybody, declaring war on those criminals. It is, if you haven't been to D.C., it's an absolute mess. All right, 901-260-5926. That is our telephone number. This is the Todd Stark. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, 
storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, everybody. Hope you and your family are doing well. A lot of people on the road and taking the full week off, uh, heading out, getting ready to hang out with the family and enjoy Thanksgiving. I always love having our good friend, Tim Barton, on the program. He is the president of Wall Builders, and they do such a great job informing uh, parents and families about the true history of America and the the history behind our great traditions like Thanksgiving. And uh, Tim is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Hey, Tim, how's it going today? Hey, Todd, good to be with you today. Well, let's talk about this, Tim. Uh, Thanksgiving, uh, and a lot of people say, well, you know, Thanksgiving is really a global holiday. You know, it's about giving thanks on a global scale. But, but as far as I know, this is a uniquely American holiday. It really is a primarily American holiday. You're not going to find this holiday over in China or Russia. You're not going to find it in Europe and Africa. Uh, this is something really uniquely American because it, it, it's something that derives from the pilgrims. And uh, their really first Thanksgiving, 1621, the fall of 1621, where they took time to, to thank God that even though that first winter when they arrived, half of them died. That spring, they met Somerset. They met Squanto. Squanto showed them how to hunt and, and grow crops and fish and how to survive in the new world. And that, that fall, they took time to thank God that he had brought them friends and allies. In fact, that the pilgrims made a peace treaty with the Wampanoag Indians, Chief Massasoit being uh, the kind of a, the initial uh, help and instigator with the pilgrims and the natives being able to negotiate that treaty. And it was the longest lasting peace treaty between any whites and any natives in American history. And, and the pilgrims took time to thank God that they survived, that that all the things he had done for them. Well, that's a tradition that goes forward. And, and the, the pilgrims were not people that were uh, from Africa and, and Europe and Asia in the sense of that's not where they did the first Thanksgiving. It was something that happened in America. And this has become a pretty uniquely American holiday that you don't get around the rest of the world. And it is something really special in this nation. Tim, one of the things that, that a lot of people may not understand is that in the early days of, of our country, there was another incident that predates the landing uh, at Plymouth Rock, and that involved the, the colonist in Jamestown, which was really a the first experiment on of socialism on American soil, and it caused massive starvation. It killed off the colonist. And and really, this I think Plymouth Rock was almost a do-over, and I think we learned a lot of lessons that socialism was a bad idea on American soil. Uh, unquestionably, yeah. If people want to do a little more research, they can look up the starving time in Jamestown. And Jamestown really was kind of a, a socialist experiment in many regards because they were people that really had embraced the ideology under the kings over in Europe. 
And and in Europe, especially in England, there was no such thing as private property the way we understand it in America, because under the king, he owned everything. And he would have some lords and nobles. He would grant them property, and they would have people that would work the land for them. And you'd have your, your peasants and your serfs, right? And they would come work your land, and there might be some kind of crop sharing, but it wasn't private property. So for the people of Jamestown, when they got to America, they, they were used to working for somebody else, and somebody else takes care of them, and the king takes care of them, and the king redistributes for them, and it didn't work well. And that's what led to the starving time, where they started with uh, 490 colonists that winter, and by the time that winter is over, there were 60 remaining colonists. that they'd even turned to cannibalism during that winter. It was terrible. Wow. Plymouth was a very significant contrast, and even early on in Plymouth, uh, Governor Bradford tried a, a kind of version of socialism, but they very quickly realized it wasn't sustainable. And so Governor Bradford said they, they moved to an individual responsibility system. And within three years, they were producing seven times more corn than when they had first arrived. And they became the most productive colony per capita, really, of any of the English colonies. And they showed that there was a far better way than socialism. And Really, it's a, it's a lesson that we should, as Americans, revisit, relearn those lessons. It would help a lot of our students out today if they would just study Jamestown and Plymouth right. a little bit and realize the destructive nature of socialism and the benefit of an, a system built on individual responsibility. Tim, what's, what's, what's the lesson we need to learn, and what's the takeaway from that very first Thanksgiving here in America? <clears throat> Well, I, I think for people to remember that when the Pilgrims had that first Thanksgiving, they had lost half of them, had died the winter before. They'd lost their, their spouse, their husband, their wife, their kids. Some kids lost their parents. And yet they recognized that even in the midst of tragedy, that, that God was still working on their behalf. God was still moving. And I think a lot of times in America, we, we think of Thanksgiving as a time of abundance. And, and we celebrate the abundance. We have the blessings of America without recognizing that that's really not where it started. And so regardless of if we are in a place that we have incredible abundance and we have so many reasons to be thankful, or if we're in a really hard place in our life and it's not going the way we wanted, even still there, there is a God who is still alive and moving, and we still have many benefits and blessings. We just might need to look harder at sometimes than others to find them. Uh, But certainly, regardless of our circumstances, we ought to be able to take time and give thanks for whatever we can recognize the benefit, the goodness in our life. And was it George Washington who issued that first proclamation? Was it him, or did, did something else happen before? Yeah. Well, so George Washington was the first president to do it on a federal level because he was you know, the first president once we became a nation under the Constitution. But really, from the time of the Pilgrims, the early colonies, uh, all of them did proclamations. Every spring, they would do proclamations for prayer and fasting. Every fall, they would do proclamations for prayer and thanksgiving. And so John Hancock, as he was governor, he had 22 proclamations, prayer proclamations specifically in Massachusetts. Sam Adams had prayer proclamations. So many of the founding fathers who were governors, they did these, these days of prayer and thanksgiving. And that was a normal tradition in America. So when George Washington became president, he just merely continued on with the normal tradition of what colonies and other founding fathers had done. Even Thomas Jefferson as a governor of Virginia, he had days of, of prayer and had prayer proclamation. So this was a normal tradition in America. But George Washington certainly is the one that started that on a federal level. Abraham Lincoln is the one who then makes it a federal holiday. It's, it's not until under FDR uh, in, in 1941 that Congress voted, and it was the fourth Thursday of November that became official. 
But our entire nation's history, we have a long precedent of taking time to give thanks to God for what God has done for us, in us, and in this nation. Well well said. And again, uh, folks, uh, Tim Barton is president of Wall Builders. And, and Tim, you guys have so many great resources for, for American families, or really just for you know the average American who wants to know about their history, things that were whitewashed in, in a lot of the history books out there. Yeah, there's there is so much revisionism that we've had to deal with, uh, and, and most people at this point, Todd, most people know they're being lied to. They they know that they're not getting an honest spin, and they know even more importantly that their kids and grandkids are being lied to. And so, if people want more of the honest information. We have what's considered the largest collection of, of private documents from early American history, and we make so many of those available online. And so even as we're talking about some of these, these proclamations of Thanksgiving, we have over 800 original proclamations from early America. People can go on our website. Uh, they can read some of these proclamations. If you want to read the, the proclamations from John Hancock or Sam Adams or George Washington, whoever, those are available online. And, and we want to make those available to people so that we don't just trust the experts, quote unquote. We can actually go back and we can read true history for ourselves. And if we did, we'd realize how much we are being lied to by so much of the narrative today. Well, you're spot on. And folks, if you'd like information on a lot of these great resources, and I've got a lot of them myself personally, just incredible stuff, wallbuilders.com is the website. That's wallbuilders.com. All right, Tim, we're going to leave it there. Uh, we're going to get you back for Christmas uh, coming up uh, because you've always got, you've always got great insight. Always learn something when you come on the radio show. Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, and happy Thanksgiving. All right, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Tim Barton, everybody, president of Wall Builders. And I'm telling you, folks, you, you never know um, what they're leaving out of our history, and it's, it's just truly fascinating. Going back to that that first, the, the early days of America, when you had the early settlers coming into Jamestown and the complete devastation of the great tragedy there, and, of course, our friend Rush Limbaugh used to reference that uh, quite a bit. I, as a matter of fact, Ray, who's uh, listening in Michigan, and uh, Ray wants to talk about that um, annual Thanksgiving show that L. Rushbow used to have. Hi, Ray. Welcome to the program. Hey, Todd. Thanks. I knew you knew about this, but some of your listeners that may not have heard it probably can Google it or whatever. I don't do computers and get that. It is a... Uh, I just listened to it every year he was on. It was just so informative about socialism becoming communism the second year. It, that's how that's how it worked. And, and Ray, uh, last year we played uh, Russia's clip on that Thanksgiving um, on that Thanksgiving story, and we're going to do that again tomorrow. So we're going to make that a regular tradition here here on the program. See, I don't get apps. I get you on the TV here now and. I'm glad you do that. Well, Ray, well, we are we appreciate you watching us on Newsmax TV, and uh, you can also uh, listen to the show on toddstarns.com. We stream it live for you on the website. And, uh, look, we I think that Rush Limbaugh Thanksgiving episode really does encapsulate the true history, not only the history of the nation, but also warnings, uh, the warning that if we go down this path of socialism, it will turn into communism, and that leads to death and destruction. We have seen that happen on American soil, and that's a story that every single school child in America ought to be learning, that ultimately cap- capitalism will win the day. All right, we've got to take a break here. 
We are going to the phone lines coming up next, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, folks, wallbuilders.com. That's wallbuilders.com. If you want to get more information uh, from our good buddy, Tim uh, Barton, they're doing some incredible work educating America on the true history of our great nation. By the way, they had a Fox News contributor, uh, Jason Chaffetz, and he's complaining about um, how much everything cost, and he's he's complaining about the price of a butterball turkey. Now, uh, Grace Baker, I know you're a big fan of um, turkey. Um, do you, guess <laughs> what? It, yeah, well, you like turkey, right? Of course I do. I'm not a vegetarian. If that's what no, you're asking, no, no, no. I'm not asking that. I'm just saying you would be in the know. Uh, yes. So, so you go to the supermarket. How much do you? How much do you think a butterball turkey would? would I don't know. Like you? thirty bucks. Yeah, wow, that's a pretty good guess. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a, yeah, twenty two. Do I win bucks. a prize? <laughs> no, you, giblets. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to pay you in giblets. Like thirty bucks, I would expect. Um, it's really big. Well, a sixteen pound bird, and this is the butterball premium. Oh, I think this is the one without the uh, stuff on the inside. You know, okay. the innards, as they say. Uh, twenty two nine twenty two dollars and five cents. Oh, okay, that's less. Nice. Well, yes. According to Jason, Jason Chaffetz, though, people are paying $90 for what? turkeys. <laughs> what kind of turkey is he buying? A gold one? It's dipped in gold. <laughs> dipped in gold. He says, we, he says, we went to buy a turkey today. It was $90 for a turkey. This is what Bidenomics is. Okay. I, I want to know exactly where <laughs> that guy is buying his turkey. That's a good question. Maybe, I don't know, not Costco. Costco's got good deals. Well, there was, look, there was a big issue a couple of weeks ago. There was a guy, oh, it was David Brooks, the New York Times columnist, who was at the New Jersey, he was at the airport in Newark. And by the way, you never want to eat a meal at the airport in Newark. It's kind of like a cesspool. And uh, so anyway, the guy's there, he got a burger, I think, and a glass of liquor, and he says it cost him $78. And he said, this is why Americans think the economy is so terrible. Well, it turned out that he had other stuff. He had like multiple drinks uh, that he failed to mention. So That's important context. So I find it very hard to believe that Jason Chaffetz was actually out shopping and paid $90 for a turkey. Maybe he had a few drinks before doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that could be. It would explain the logic. Or he went to Starbucks. 
Oh, that too. That'll set you back a pretty penny. It's true. So anyway, um, there you go. So a lot of people are now giving Jason Chaffetz the David Brooks treatment, and they're saying, show us the receipts. Oof. I don't. Maybe he went to Whole Foods. He went to the Ritz Carlton for turkeys. Clearly, well, that could be. It could. They keep them at like a spa before they, you it? know, you got to send them to the farm in the sky. You very leisurely drift. before you chop their heads off and yeah. defeather them. You see, PETA put out a new thing on Twitter that was like turkeys don't want to be eaten, and someone said, "Well, why do they say gobble gobble then?" <laughs> All right, Grace, that's Just that's saying. enough. That's enough. It's you got to pace yourself. Pace yourself. Too many turkey jokes. Too many. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is um, raising an issue. I think this is an interesting thing to consider. Now, he's 37 years old, and he believes that we need to raise the voting age. So uh, he's he's been in Iowa, and he says that we need to raise the voting age to 25 unless a citizen 18 years or older is enrolled in the military or works as a first responder or passes the same civics test given to immigrants seeking American citizenship. Now, this is coming from Politico. He says there needs to be some sort of civic experience you need to have gone through in order to actually vote. He said that experience could be living seven years as an adult and voting at age 25. I get where he's coming from here, Grace, but in all reality, most 25-year-olds are just as childish as the 16 or 17 or 18-year-olds. That is true, Todd. I'm in agreement with you. So Now, Ramaswamy stopped, stopped at requiring people to own land, which, by the way, was the founding fathers originally, that was the rule. You had to own land before you could vote because clearly at that point you had skin in the game. I wouldn't mind a citizenship test. I think that's a pretty. I think that's a pretty good idea. Like we have to have a basic understanding of America before we. I can like vote, that, right? Including for me, by the way. I think everyone should have to take it. I think it's a great idea, but I also think raising the voting age because a lot of these kids, yeah. you know, they don't know. They're stupid. They come out of high school and they're stupid. <laughs> At least not their fault. I don't know though, Todd. Aren't they less stupid before college? A lot of times. So should we? Well, that, they used to be. <laughs> I mean. They used to graduate high school stupid, and then they would get some. They would get some education in them, but they're not getting education anymore. So now they're being made to be even more stupid. That's a good point. That's I don't know. It's a lose lose situation to me. I, I like this idea though of of raising the voting age because at that point you you understand. Wait a second, they're taking how much money out of my paycheck? That's true. And where is that money going? So I think at that point you realize, oh wow, there, you know, elections do have consequences. Maybe you have to have, I don't know, kids or something too. That would be an well, interesting requirement. That could be it as well. So anyway, give us a call. Do you do you agree with Vivek Ramaswamy that we need to raise the voting age to twenty five nine zero one two six zero five nine two six? That is our telephone number. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Now, it's interesting because there are a lot of people in the Trump circle who are now calling on people to completely ignore Ramaswamy. And I'm telling you, um, I don't think he's got a chance, a snowball's chance of winning the, the nomination. But I do think that Ramaswamy has a pretty good chance of doing very well in Iowa because people are embracing his message. He's not a politician. He's, uh, folks, 
There's a lot going on, and there are a lot of moving parts here. All right, we got to wrap things up here. We're going to continue the conversation on our TV show, Todd Starn Show on Newsmax. You can watch that coming up at uh, the top of the hour here. Folks, it's been a great day. We're going to be back tomorrow. Trivia, a chance to win some great prizes. In the meantime, you be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.